1: Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense But we are a sub-science here to make things make sense Today we are talking about armpits. Why do they smell? Is there a future where our armpit sweat is going to actually help us define disease and health? And does deodorant actually work, people? Because we're all buying it. Now that's for sure. (laughs) And you're stinky and you need it. I'm just kidding. Wait, what? No, you're not. Oh, (laughs) I was like, whoa, am I? No, I am sometimes.
2: Actually, you're not. Like you, obviously everyone can be,
1: but um, but sometimes yeah. I I do get a big ol' whiff and it's fine or you're when just I'm like alone. Not
2: always hygienic, you know? Like there's just times when you choose <laughs> to not. No, you just
1: like. <laughs> but it's not like
2: you're like so. I don't know how to describe you. You're kind of an anomaly because it's not like. I feel like you're gross. Sometimes I am like, you are a little gross.
1: (laughs) Okay, what? Drag me to the core of thine earth? How? I'm not trying to drag you. It's just kind of like... No, I'm playing dumb. I know I'm gross. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's not like gross. (laughs) No, it's truly unhygienic. Like, the pandemic, I was like, wait, everyone washes their hands after being on the subway? Like, I never did that. And like... (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, sometimes I just don't wash my hands after going to the bath. Let's move on. Okay, okay, Let's okay, move okay, okay. on. Like, so what? what do you want to talk about? Uh, she nasty. <laughs> we're going to a concert tonight. I know. I feel it's weird. It's crazy. Because it's like, if you think about the pandemic, we have not been in, allowed to, for the most part, in Ontario. Mm-hmm. But we're, like, going to go to, like, a stadium. Like, it's crazy. I think it's still, like, 50% probably occupancy allowed. Yeah. But, but still, I think it's going to be such a nice feeling. To an artist that
2: I don't even really listen to. <laughs> and I don't even really like concerts. Yeah, it was but... free tickets, free tickets. That's and, sure. and I haven't been in so long. I think I forgot that I don't like concerts. You know what I mean? Like the last concert I went to, I don't dislike them. I just I love, 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 love a seated concert. Yeah. Um, so, you know, your boy loves the orchestra. <laughs> your boy loves old music that they do in theater. He like, loves an intellectual loves... reading by a poet. Yeah, no, not really. But I
1: love musical theater and it's all like you get your own comfortable space you don't have to worry about blocking people no one throws down in a musical theater unless it's the mega mix of Joseph if you know what I'm talking about you know what I'm talking about
2: (laughs) or like I mean, that one time we saw Jennifer Hudson in a the theater, people eventually all got on their feet. And well, really it was only it.
1: amazing because they were all <laughs> over 60 because it was at a casino and we were the only young people. <laughs> I know, she kept like she looking at us. She was looking at us like, you gays need to help me. And we were like, okay. And we like stood up and she was like, thank you. And then people started standing up. <laughs> <laughs> but we're seeing Casey Musgraves, and it's very chill vibe. Like I don't think you need to worry. We're not seeing like corn or like some like heavy metal True. band. But you you typically love getting in the mix of things at concerts. Oh, like yeah. Greg wants to be, if not at the front, like in the good mix of the front. No, 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 no. I don't want to be in the front anymore. That was very high school, Greg. Okay about his current 33 year old greg wants to be on the precipice of the crunch close to the relate to the the what the crunched close section oh like you don't want to be in the crunch i don't want to be in the crunch but i also want to be at the back where people are like talking through a robin concert drinking a cocktail it's like why the hell are you here i want to be in between and enough room to dance in the past i'd be like crowd surfing and like moshing <laughs> and like truly like carving like starting insane dance parties now i'm like a little older but i still need to be in that i still need as to be a gay in that. man it shocks me
2: that you liked moshing that is like my worst nightmare and i if you didn't know was in an emo band and yet still was like keep me the hell away
1: from the monster. Oh my God, I loved it. Are you kidding? It's It's because I was gay. It was the catharsis of being able to just like push a straight man (laughs) and be allowed without him being like, fuck it. (sighs) Speaking of sweaty pits, I remember my dad picked me up after like an Alexis on fire concert and I was absolutely drenched in sweat and like my t-shirt was ripped and he was just like, what the hell? <laughs> I know how the kids gonna be so weird. And I was like 60 and I was like, dude, it's crazy. And I used to like conveyor just belt. like drenched. <laughs> drenched. And I used to conveyor belt crowd surf. Like crowd surf to the front down. Crowd surf to the front down. What? Crowd surf to the front down like six times in a row. Did you get dropped ever? No it just worked people would just carry you because everyone that's like white knew white what they were Greg. doing it was it was like <laughs> that's your that privilege was i definitely that would have been privileged. dropped <laughs> well i was very like i'd like tap people's head and be like i make a lot of noise oh, i miss that maybe we'll crowd surf a case you <laughs> <scream."> <laughs> like you will not catch me crowds no there's no way um but like i'll support that yeah okay right, uh, let's get in okay
2: oh what did we learn
1: this week so I learned that gas stoves are actually really bad for the environment, which makes me sad because I kind of felt proud that we owned one for some reason. I never really thought about. I know it's wait, natural it's gas bad. being burned. Like, I don't know why. So the reason it was found out this week to be really bad was that 0.8 to 1.3% of the methane gas that leaves your stove or your stove top is unburnt. It's like. Wasting gas even when it's off. Uh, and, and it's it, the equivalent when it's off, when it's off, and it's the equivalent of five hundred thousand petrol charged cars per year of gas stoves that like are just leaking methane in to the air in the world. Uh, In the world, sorry. Not like our home. Yeah, well, it's actually weird because the study was always talking about America. It was saying that one third of houses in America have gas stoves and the study was in America. Then they ended by saying five hundred, the equivalent of 500,000 like CO2 burning cars. So I kind of in my head was like, is that in America or the world? But that's, they didn't clarify. But it's interesting because I kind of thought gas stoves were like good for some reason. Like, I don't know why. I think it's because, sorry, I'm ripping gas is cheap and then
2: for some reason in the like cooking industry it feels like gas is preferred and i don't know if that's big gas having an influence
1: (laughs) but yo boy you got a big gas but a lot of
2: people who are chefs or work in that food industry i feel like really appreciate and love gas stoves because it like gets hot so fast and it like can stay at a very consistent temperature but it makes it sense in the
1: future if we have green energy charging electricity you would then want an electric appliance right because it could be a lot cheaper because that is the problem with electric heating is that it is really expensive mm. but i wasn't even talking about cheaper i'm like better for the environment yeah true yeah like uh, it's just weird because it's like yeah i didn't really think about how we have natural gas like pumping into our home To heat our things and of course i didn't realize methane too was what is getting released which is actually not lasting as long in the atmosphere as co2 but it's more potent as like a warming chemical for the earth so like there is gas leaking from our gas stove yeah like minimal amounts but it adds up over the year yeah that's terrifying i know why don't they just have a cap on it i well i think they (laughs) kind of do but it's just not like so efficient (laughs) it's also it's also pipes like not just in your home it's like pipes Uh, leaking into your home like in general like those gas leaking and yeah just another way to look at that climate crisis and just at like appliances and just something i hadn't really thought about okay well you ready to hear mine yeah is it nice
2: (laughs) Yeah, mine's... Well, actually, no. Um, The question is, would you want to live in one of the happiest places in the world? Disneyland! No, I mean, like, somewhere like Denmark that's consistently (laughs) ranked as one of the happiest
1: countries in the world. Denmark. Okay, I've kind of always glorified, like, Copenhagen. I've and you know there, how they I have like, hege, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I always like try and do coziness that. coziness and Like in winter like, when people complain, I'm like, but what about <laughs> Um I guess I would, but it's also kind of like homogenous and like really dark.
2: So, interestingly, related to the happiness, some new research has come up that is challenging the notion that it's always good to live in a country that's like rates high on the happiness index. Oh, yeah. And that is because <laughs> there's another segment of these populations that are actually even more depressed or sad because they're, like they're living in a country where they actually feel guilty that they're not happy. Mm. So the, in the study <laughs> they found that those people who didn't feel like they were happy had like lower life satisfaction higher rates of depression more negative emotion um anxiety and stress so if you're not happy in denmark it's it's bad yeah but they did say yes on average people in denmark are happier but then it makes it harder for someone who's like feeling sad and is like oh but i'm supposed to be like i'm so lucky and i live in this amazing country where everyone's happy it actually like rebounds and makes it worse
1: for you that it like i could totally see that yeah everyone Um, like this is such a generalization. But in Scandinavia, like their movies and their like culture is very like melancholy, I find. Like it's almost like they're very intellectual, very smart. That doesn't always lead to happiness. True, but maybe it's like an expression of, I mean, A,
2: I don't know if that's totally true or not because I don't watch like enough Scandinavian media. But maybe it's allows them to express it in a way that, mm, like, gets it yeah. out. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not
1: Maybe it's not repressed, but I don't know. If you live in Scandinavia, let us know. <laughs> and they're all, like, so good at, like, music because they have, like, weird pop like, music schools or whatever, right? <laughs> like, everyone's always like, Max Martin and, like, Robin. Like, they all, like... Yeah, I mean, that's probably from social supports that
2: actually, like, like, fund education. Yeah, and Like, having music true. being taught to schools, <laughs> like, when they're young. Like, I think in places like even Iceland or Denmark, I think you learn from a young age how to play instruments and how to even produce music on a laptop and stuff, which is, like, not something that happens. Yeah, and I guess here. if you're in
1: a more socialist country, like, the arts are more funded and you can also get maybe careers in them more easily because you have like a baseline safety net of like yeah, socialism totally. so you're kind of like, you're not
2: worried about health insurance like what yeah. if I get sick and I don't have a high paying job you can yeah you're you like, know so that I can be an artist your physical <laughs> yeah. health is yeah not at stake
1: yeah like I don't know I'm just trying to think like because there is that weird sort of like pop music Swedish thing that I've always been really interested in like, like why, why does such a small country have these insane ex-bats yeah. that make like every Britney Spears song like it's <laughs> so <laughs> Weird. Yeah. and i'm like and they're always so good and um, i i don't know i guess it's just like that doesn't really have anything to do with the happiest place in the world but like there's something there like where they're just because right. they must be considered happy because of socialism right or is that just me i mean not that. just because socialism like <laughs> it's <technically>, so dark technically <laughs> they're not like f- like fully
2: socialist countries in the first place sorry but, but the most like sort of like the, they support social services yeah um and obviously like a lot of money goes towards like benefiting the
1: communities yeah <laughs> as and to they like, pay high tax and there's yeah small populations of countries so they're easy to like control and manage i don't know but ultimately this study sort of found
2: it was like be sensitive to your expression of positivity because it can actually
1: negatively impact other yeah, people. yeah toxic positivity yeah
2: and it's like it, it can it's like to be self-aware enough to know when your positivity could alienate somebody else.
1: Yeah. I don't even really like, I still don't know exactly what toxic positivity is, but I know everyone started talking about it like in the summer. I think it's
2: sort of this fake idea that people, some people present online that they're just, everything's always great. They're always happy Mm. and they don't have the moments online where they are expressing that they're feeling really shitty today or like things aren't going well. It's just like always presenting like influencer a, energy. Upbeat and fun and everything's so funny. And
1: you know what I mean? I yeah. think there's probably different levels of toxic positivity. We should do a podcast on that. Writing it down. <laughs> because yeah, like, is that what it means? Sort of that that fact that like influencers, like even us, it's like, it's not like ever like I'm not logging yeah. on when I'm sad. I think, I think it depends on the genre. So
2: I do think certain genres, like I don't know if people would say it about our kind of content because it's mostly educational. We're not like bringing with it, this like realness of our real life we're just explaining mm, things I see. but when people are showing like this is my life and then it's always just like fun and lighthearted travel vlogger energy yeah toxic <laughs> i don't know i think
1: so but i'm sure Ooh, there's more I'm layers curious.
2: to toxic positivity okay i wrote
1: that down so that's coming up so is bodybuilding don't worry we did, <laughs> we did not forget and we are excited. <laughs> and <laughs> lip left. chap and lip chap
2: okay shall we take a little break and then we'll get into Armpids. armpits I'm
3: sweating. <laughs>
1: Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible. I love to read, but I'm also a busybody freak who likes to read while washing dishes, while running, while on me mental health walk. That's why I think Audible is a perfect solution. So Audible is the world's leading provider of spoken word all in one place. They offer audiobooks, but also podcasts. I didn't know this, but theatrical performances, comedy, and so much more. Currently, I'm listening to The Disordered Cosmos, which I personally love a lot right now but also really recommend that people listen to the handmaid's tale read by claire danes if you've seen claire danes cry in romeo and juliet you know she can act okay (laughs) so you can listen to audible whenever and wherever making audible a great place to get lost in the world of entertainment new members can always try audible for 30 days free like me that's how i started and then i just kind of got hooked sign up to audible today at audible.com slash science, or this one's cool you can text text ASAP science to 500 500. And then the like promo will come up. <laughs> so that's audible.com slash ASAP science or text ASAP science to 500 500 on your phone. And the promo comes out. Study time. Study time. Study time. I wore oh, the perfect thing to show my pits off if you're oh, watching yeah. the video on YouTube. <laughs> oh, yeah. And for everyone oh. who's listening to the whole pod, oh, uh, Casey Musgraves got canceled. So oh, yeah. we we're <laughs> celebrating moments ago that we were going to that. Tonight, we aren't. So. <laughs> so those on YouTube who just came in, we were going to go see Casey Mascara's and we were talking, talking, talking about how it meant everything was normal, <laughs> now it's canceled. But so. it
2: was a snowstorm. It's been snowing here. Yeah.
1: I do feel bad for it, because it's a gorgeous day out right now. It did snow earlier today. <laughs> you know what? To tie it into armpits,
2: Okay. Um, I often think about how I personally... Not that I don't wear deodorant in the winter, but I l- actually love that I don't really need to. In the summer, oh. I have to, like, because I'll sweat hard. a lot and I will just be, like, feeling gross. But there, I was going to complain about winter, but there's something nice about the summer, obviously, being able to, like, have your armpits out. But I feel like in the winter, I don't need to think about them as much.
1: That is, that feel is that way. True. Are you kidding? In the summer, I have to very consciously think about what I'm wearing because it looks like a baby vomiting. <laughs> you in my are armpit. a pit stain, kid. I <laughs> am a sweater. I am sweater, sweater, sweater weather every day for me.
2: Like, definitely, I sweat, but I mostly sweat from my temples and the face. And I feel like I, like, obviously, every now and then I do if I'm really sweaty, so for my pits. But for you, sometimes I look, I'm like, you aren't allowed to wear my clothes because they will be
1: stained. I can wear your
2: dark clothes. But even then, I'm like, I can tell.
1: Okay, so let's talk about the glands, the eccrine glands. Those are the glands that secrete the liquid sweat from your body, integral to the evaporation of that sweat to cool your body down. Very important evolutionary trait. Whereas the apocrine glands, which are in your armpit and in other parts of your body, they secrete the liquid that the bacteria then kind of interacts with and smells.
2: Mm, yeah, yum, really yum, 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 yum.
1: So like it's not when people say, oh, I'm sweating, I smell bad, it's actually two separate glands secreting yeah. two separate liquids. So Which kind of I, makes sense
2: in a way because you're when you sweat on your face or your arms, it's not like those parts of you get that smelly. Yeah, like I those glands aren't
1: there. Don't consider myself necessarily a smelly sweater. But my God, the apocrine—the sorry—the acrine glands on me are going. Ham. The is. liquid e- is coming. Eccrine, eccrine,
2: e- Okay. Eccrine. Um. Yeah. Armpits are interesting, and I didn't fully. I mean, it makes sense, but those. Uh. I cannot say these words. Apocrine glands. Apocrine. Yeah. Apocrine. <laughs> apocrine <laughs> like glands. I you want to say apricot? Secrete the smelly stuff. Um. And it's like you don't develop those until puberty. Yeah, I. I thought that was so. So interesting kids too. aren't. Like it's only like kids can't be smelly. They obviously can, but they're not they swe- they're not can't. like I mean kids
1: can be smelly, trust me. Sorry, but not, not the B-O, BO, not way. body odor. Yeah. And and um also it's weird cuz when you you develop Ekrin glands, the ones that evaporate the sweat off R of for you like cooling when powder. you're really really young, like that's not pure it's weird that there's like mm-hmm. two separate glands and that one appears or not appears, but like essentially like matures after puberty it's really weird because it's like puberty is so linked to that like oh you smell thing like mm-hmm. i feel That's like true. it's because you're like well wait what i've only had acrine glands and people are yeah
2: it's true it's so sad that at that stage when you're going through puberty where everyone is for the first time and people start to smell and they don't yet know how to deal with it because they, they didn't know their been...
1: apocrine gland just
2: busted and out. they didn't know like they haven't had to think about deodorant ever before mm. and so suddenly like the first kid in school goes through puberty and smells and everyone's like,
1: it's like such a bullying moment. You know what I mean? Such when a loss like of innocence. Yeah. It's so sad. Puberty is so depressing. <laughs> like everything about it, like when I remember it is just like, you having to contemplate like your evolution although i do remember being like yay sex yeah i think like it's <laughs> I not really like, sad no, it's like not. it's kind of fun in it's that fun way because you're like i can have sex
2: but but well, like you, you can't, can't really but like
1: age. you know you're like it's gonna maybe happen at some <laughs> it's point it's like when you can start like actually masturbating. <laughs> no it is really sad because yeah then you like want to have sex but you truly can't because you're too young like some people do, but no, I, sorry, some people I do, but like didn't I was, time. I became like so horny, yeah, because it was like, and it was kind of sad horny, cause yeah, because like, you're like
2: not, it's not like you're being oppressed or repressed, but you have no outlet for it, and you yeah. don't really understand it yet,
1: yeah, and you're you're shamed for it, especially uh-huh. if you're g u h g gay, yeah, yeah, it's very <laughs> depressing. Puberty, no, puberty's fully depressing for me. It was. It was like, oh, now I can masturbate. Oh, I'm thinking of Tom DeLonge from Blink-182, and it just blew a hole in my, <laughs> oh my shower. God. Oh, my God. I'm gay. I'm so sad. My life would be so much easier oh if it was Julia Roberts that made me blow a hole in my shower. Oh, my God.
2: Julia Roberts. Was she a heartthrob for young people, though, or was she generationally different? Like, like Yeah, what, she was what, a heartthrob. She was so hot when she was young. For our generation? You think, Yeah, like, 90s. You think that like young boys our age were like getting off to her? Because I don't have any reference oh. to that because I was gay. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so like I, wasn't I ever, I was like, who were like oh, the boys I was true. lusting after at that age? Mine was Tom Mine DeLonge. Mine was like Jonathan Taylor Thomas
1: oh my god he's basic i'm kidding i loved him i loved him. all i had was the media greg i didn't know any better the zach afron of then i love how our side note is now turned we were like (laughs) armpits armpits. are horny we're gonna talk about how horny we were as kids jonathan jtt for short was so yeah i was so into him but my ultimate which
2: was around this time too maybe a little bit later is what's his name billy elliott Jamie bell who plays billy elliott That was the love of my life growing up.
1: And he had it. That was like a queer adjacent movie. Yeah. It was like, and then he even kisses a boy. Yeah. And out of
2: like love though, out of like friendship love, which is even more beautiful to have like a straight ally. Who's like so comfortable with himself. Oh my God. That movie is so good. Yeah. Oh, should we go back to armpits? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can I talk about why they smell? Yeah. So, obviously, it has to do with those glands, the apocrine glands. Um, but there's actually new research that only came out in the past couple of years when now they understand exactly why it smells. Oh. Um, so, it has. it's not to do with the human, as you mentioned. It's, like, to do with the bacteria that are breaking it down. Yeah. But they're releasing something called thioalcohols, which I think has been known. But what they recently found out is that it's a particular enzyme from a particular microbe that's doing it. Um, and oh. so... Not all uh, microbes can make these thioalcohols, but it's called Staphylococcus hominis, is one of the most major contributors. And the way they knew this is they've taken other microbes and taken genetic sequences from the stinky microbe, put them in the non-stinky one, and then those ones started making like smelly um byproducts
1: so they were like they just did that a bunch of times till finally they were like that's the one making the stink
2: i think it's like there's a specific i'm not going to name it because it's like cisgly i guess i am naming it 3-m-s-h <laughs> um is an odorless compound that is then released by the apocrine glands and that is what the bacteria the staph hominis staphylococcus
1: hominis, um produces the odor from consuming that liquid from our glands yeah. Say that again? <laughs> the staph bacteria, hominis, yeah. produces the odor by consuming that yeah, weird... Parts from the apricot. The cyst And a lot of the other bacteria
2: aren't doing that. And this study was oh. like, perhaps it can help with focused deodorant that can target that bacteria because they don't need to like necessarily impact the other bacteria that are, they're feasting because hmm. they're not releasing like stinky smells. That,
1: that is really interesting because it's like the smell can be a problem, I guess, socially. But there's really not many reasons why we should, like, kill off an antibacterial, like, use antibacterial to stop a smell in our pits.
2: Oh, true, but it maybe wouldn't have to kill it. Like, it could oh, okay. find another pathway hmm. to deal with yeah. those chemical compounds true. or those enzymes. Um, but you're right, that could just cause a slew of other problems if you get rid of a bacteria that's, like, naturally okay. And, like,
1: I feel like I know when I have body odor. But everyone says like it's hard for you to know you're you're not the first one to know you know what I mean and I guess it's like when I know when I am the first one to know or when I do know it's like that's bad it's yeah because like you're like, a like a couple, somebody else yeah. has probably noticed this
2: but yeah I feel like yeah I don't I do get body odor for sure but not that easily um, but maybe because I'm like always kind of aware of it so if I feel
1: like I'm doing it I like shower <laughs> well one thing I wanted to mention that I found anecdotally true and I found a study that backed it up. Was that when you are stressed, you do recrete you do secrete more sweat and more liquid from the apocrine glands. Oh, so like I've definitely felt like I at the end of the day, whenever I've like if, you've had a if I've day. had a, something stressful That's happen, so true. then I'm and I haven't put on deodorant and I'm like, Oh my God. More than if I like went on a run.
2: Yeah. It's actually so interesting that you say that. I think that's more likely to happen to me because I feel like if I go for a run, you're more or aware. work out at the gym, yeah. I don't think I smell that bad. Or after. you, or you probably shower after. That's true. You I don't just, like, you don't like have a stressful situation. You're like, I got to shower. That's true. You spend the whole day being like anxious
1: or stressed if you're me. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, that makes sense that it would like produce more of a smell. It's kind of interesting and like worth knowing. It's like you'll shower after the gym you'll shower after a run if you have a specific someone spooks you someone comes up on you boo, there's a real good spook it's on like you it's like when dogs release
2: that smell from their anal yeah rams. like literally
1: think of it like that or it's like say you like get a really stressful email or like you get in trouble or like i just something happened recently where i felt like i was in trouble i forget what it was but it's like that is when you should probably also shower i
2: guess but it is interesting so Um, part of the research I was looking into found, they were trying to figure out, like, when did this, uh, like, there's a specific gene and molecules that trigger these, that, like, deal with these chemicals and stuff, and I guess they were trying to decipher, like, how long has this been in human history, and they were like, it has been for a long time, so definitely, like, early humans smell really bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, obviously they could be in water and wash themselves, but they weren't like bathing all the time. Yeah. They were like, because, okay, this is the part that blew my mind and okay. I did not know. Okay. Maybe you knew from your research. Okay. Um, so basically there's like this uh, gene called ABCC11 that determines the odor. So people who have this have the, like have smelly body odor. Okay. 80 to 95% of East Asian people have a non-functional version of this gene 80 to 95 percent of east asian people do not have body odor oh my god isn't that unbelievable wow east asian people east asian yeah wow um and so it's also people when they have that gene variant have
1: dry earwax versus wet earwax do you think that they is like crumbly versus like smudgy can you reach out and let me know if, like in East Asia, there's like not a deodorant industry? I was
2: looking it up. It's not that there isn't. Obviously, there's still potential. Because deodorant 20. is like
1: still make you just smell
2: nice. Yeah, and even twenty percent potentially of the population is still is gonna, enough like smell. But I think it is not the same. I read anecdotally while I was like sifting through oh, the internet god. that historically, <laughs> if you had body odor in Japan, you wouldn't have to join the army. Oh my god! But it was like a small enough population. This is anecdotal. I
1: read it on Reddit. <laughs> Wow, to Reddit on Reddit? That's very anecdotal. It's uh, so funny, like probably East Asian people think we smell like shit. <laughs> yes like they're probably like ew here comes a fucking white person in their goddamn body odor there are it said i think like maybe
2: 0. 0.3 to like one percent of other populations can but interestingly so
1: specifically east asia wow like if we ever go so there are to like, like china or like japan i'm definitely bringing deodorant because <laughs> it's like holy shit it'd be it's probably so much more offensive to them like this
2: or they probably don't know what it is no this that sounds weird no I'm they sure definitely they're do they're like there's people. a
1: stinky ass white guy in a stupid backpack and he's sweating as he hikes up this stupid
2: hill because he's out of shape. That's so fascinating, though. Like, I've never... It's interesting because it's not something that would ever come up. No. Even even with our, like, East Asian friends. I'm not going to be like, oh, they never smell. Because I feel like we're obviously living in, like, western society and like we know not that many of our
1: friends like smell smell <laughs> like i actually haven't smelt body odor on yeah, someone
2: in a long time that's true especially when you're getting together people people often like clean up yeah. before they're going to hang out before. mitch
1: i gave mitch hand-me-down cologne Now he's a cologne guy i have never worn cologne in
2: my life except axe body spray when i was younger and i i will shamefully admit it lasted a long time there's only one flavor if you will that i loved called Mitch, Kilo, and he and has i will not exaggerate <laughs>
1: 20 cans of it in his drawer because didn't so, someone get it for you from america or something so no
2: here's what happened <laughs> he
1: was obsessed with ax i don't <laughs>
2: love the spray but i oh. i do like the smell of it but i feel like I'm the spray is also bad for chemicals the yeah but i love the deodorant of that smell but, but you have the spray because they discontinued the they only you can get the spray so, but when so did my you buy twenty every oh, Christmas? Your mom. No, I got my brother-in-law to go when he was in the states to bring me back like twenty bars oh, of it. Okay, of the actual deodorant. <laughs> Mitch, uh, every the, year, my mom like thinks I love this. Like I did, but she, every year, like my stocking, I'll get like Kilo
1: X Body Spray. Oh, and it just,
2: it's literally just like conglomerated. Yeah, over every the year years. I'm like, oh,
1: here's another one. Oh my god, you have to
2: tell her <laughs> No, because you know when you don't want to like break someone's heart that they've been buying something for you for.
1: Like, okay, well it, I will say there's a large proportion of this home that is devoted in a drawer to like i open it and i'm like oh my god like my drawer it's literally I'm like axe if body- someone came over they'd be like so you're dating a straight guy i'm like oh yeah this is the axe body <laughs> spray never drawer thought of it I there's just... so many there's 20 i think because like,
2: you know every now and then i don't do it now because greg gave me a cologne so back to that i've never bought a cologne before and i've always just used like deodorant um but so I would keep them because I did every now and then I might like lightly spray myself.
1: I actually, when I haven't had um, deodorant, I've gone into that drawer and done a little puff puff of Kilo on the pit. Because Kilo honestly acts, every <laughs> other axe I find actually
2: smells bad, but that right. one weirdly it's like more sweet it's kind of similar to the one you gave me
1: i love that way you're about no, to like oh I,
2: you see this sense of the axe kilo it's this sweet uh,
1: sort of effervescent feel on the you tongue you have to listen i'm if anyone out there has
2: experience <laughs> with kilo um you need to let me know i think it's called like lynx in other countries maybe i've looked into it because i've tried to buy it from other countries wow. um but <laughs> so many people would comment that i smell well good <laughs> you smell well uh, you smell so well we should say that um but I noticed that like I wow people always make fun of Axe and I always kind of join along yeah. to be like yeah teenagers just like don't know how to and wear it's, the other. it's hand. a like, horrible marketing scheme it's just like yeah. male weird like, like toxic masculinity whatever. yeah I'm sure I'd be curious what Axe marketing is like now I bet they've tried to oh they're definitely
1: it. like oh look a drag queen and like <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean that's such funny
2: and good marketing
1: advice for Axe to yeah, like it's
2: like this like man takes off his whole thing It's like oh I stink and like has to like spray himself.
1: I do feel like it is Unilever like this big company yeah, that, that like I wouldn't like be does. surprised if they actually really do try and differentiate between men and women because it's like how their market works. That's true. And I guess. But during pr- they definitely a- have a pride float like axe like, like, for sure has a problem. and it slope. does like a pink one or something yeah like they're willing to get the gays in but i don't think they're alienating like the men who like need... that's true there's still so much some like, men masculinity truly <laughs> are so funny and simple that they need like <laughs> they need the packaging to be black and like green like, mean, girl, and like, like have monster energy drink energy and it's so it sad does Have monster energy yeah. drink energy <laughs> it's really sad like it's it's like funny but like sometimes like when i like hang out with straight people i'm like it's so sad that <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) you need that. Not all, but some. Not all.
2: And some do. I'm sure you could say the same to any group, like even gay men probably like, fall into weird categories where they love things that someone from the outside would be like, you just flash a a thing in front of a gay guy and there you get them. Honestly,
1: also it's like, gay men are so jacked and look like football players and are so obsessed with toxic masculinity that Axe body spray is missing out if they don't have a pride float. Like so many muscle circuit Mm -hmm. gays would love to put on kilo. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. They'd be like, probably bring it to the bar and be like, (laughs) on their pets. (laughs) No one's ever said I smell good in my goddamn life, and I put really? on cologne. Well, oh, people only
2: say it when I wear Kilo.
1: I know when you said <laughs> that, I got really jealous. I don't think people have said I smell bad except for my farts. Different episode. We've already had that episode, <laughs> but definitely, like, I put on cologne and it's like. Well, I think we. No one tells me it's all yeah, because good. I think we're part
2: of like a group of friends that are also all smelling good, and it's so it's just become like.
1: Normal. Our friends are really freaking cool. We I don't all mean that, but like all of our
2: like closest friends, I feel like wear like they all have a scent. Yeah, and and they've probably smelt you that same scent for a long time. So it's not like yeah, you do smell good, but I don't tell them they smell good every time I see them.
1: And more than one of them Chanel Bleu, and I must say, one thing I do is make sure I don't know the scent of someone else. I'm gonna tell that that's, a, that's <laughs> a drag if you're <laughs> listening. It's a drag. And also, it's like Chanel Bleu. Like I don't know why I say it. It's like <laughs> French and probably gorgeous, like blue but <sighs> Chanel Bleu so one thing i looked into was about cortisol concentrations in sweat after you've been stressed so like obviously like as i was saying you sweat more when you're stressed but they found that there's more cortisol secretions in your saliva and in your sweat after being stressed Mm. and then the reason of the study was like maybe we can like measure how baseline stressed people are from their sweat and saliva in order to like treat them better
2: Oh, my gosh. So not necessarily having to just rely on self-reports, but actually being able to chemically, like, swap someone and be like, this person could be, like, chronically stressed without realizing it. Yeah.
1: That is cool. And also when it comes to smelling good, Chanel bleu, if you will, there was a study where they essentially got men. It was men on men. It was male on male. Wow, but, rare in a study. I, I know. I thought it was interesting. Well, too. I guess
2: unless it's like a study about gay about
1: people. gay men, when <laughs> they were like, "Oh, gay guys have like food poisoning way more than everyone else," they're like, "Oh, oh. it's from eating ass." Remember oh, that study? <laughs> I never ever go anywhere without telling people about that study. <laughs> it's. Crazy. Well, yeah, I found yeah. out that
2: gay men also have like a 13, I don't know the number. It's like 13 times more likely <laughs> chance
1: of getting throat cancer because of I, sucking dick and getting gonorrhea, I, not knowing. <laughs> I was saying this to my friends the other night at our party, and I'm like, this isn't a fully formed thought, and I shouldn't say it, but it's like, maybe being gay is bad.
2: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>
1: it's, like, it's man, not it's not but it I is not bad but it's like jokes. i do kind of want to figure out how to make a joke about that being like so you get increased throat cancer because you suck so much dick you get food poisoning a lot because you eat a bunch of asshole. okay whoa we're moving on but um, actually to be clear
2: I, it was not because of gonorrhea It was because of hpv is what uh is
1: causing those higher oh. rates
2: of throat cancer in gay men.
1: And we're doing an STD episode coming out soon, yes. so subscribe, tell your friends to subscribe if you enjoy the pod, it would really help us. Mm-hmm. Ding. So they had men <laughs> because they all have STDs and we know <laughs> yeah. STIs. Yeah. Men were asked to divvy money up between two men and they made one of the men smell good and one of the men smell bad, and they would really essentially like give more money to the people who smelled good and their extrapolation was that smelling good has to do with trustworthiness and like kinship and is kind of just like actually maybe something that we value more than we realize Hmm, like
2: subconsciously yeah
1: and we're more this was designed the study to think about trustworthiness okay so i was kind of thinking like i don't feel like it matters if you have body odor that much Mm -hmm. but i do think it's interesting that there's a lot of these studies about like bias and like how that could kinship be. yeah i mean there's
2: weird, stuff like but. that even for facial hair or length of your actual hair like they yeah. are wearing glasses or wearing a lab coat like they're they've often found weird correlations that could be rooted in some evolutionary response or could be a completely a social construct right like
1: it it's hard it to has know to be a social construct well
2: i think the smell one could be different in that like someone who smells could be ill right like yeah. if like in terms of you know how like when people look hungover or tired they look worse and it's almost like potentially an evolutionary response to know who's unwell yeah <laughs> so like i'm not saying this is the no, case sorry. for um smell but like if somebody was like had a major injury that was infected like it would probably smell yeah and that would be a signifier much like other dangerous things in this world or like feces or whatever it's like not to go near that yeah but you're right it could be completely i feel like gorillas probably smell really bad i think mm-hmm. i've heard that they smell so bad like lots and- of other monkeys and apes i'm sure don't smell great i don't think it's like stopping them from existing and humans Surely, two hundred years ago, smelled
1: so bad. Exactly. So I feel like the way evolution works, it can't just like switch that fast. That to me, it feels very cultural, yeah, and social, and it's it is really funny because it's like I guess it's almost like a super normal stimulus. It's like, of course, we're now more attracted to these amazing scents that we can yeah. be because we've like literally bottled it up in eau de toilette yeah. and sprayed it on i
2: us. need to ask my friend erica who a one survivor and <laughs> i'm so curious <laughs> like, Name drop! i know people end up smelling on that show but then they're always oh, hugging each yeah. other and stuff and i wonder if it's just you just get used to it well there's stress happening on that show yeah well they are going in the water a lot i know which you would think like early humans would have done it's almost like the medieval ages is the worst where they wouldn't have been near water like they all probably smelled so bad they had, like i just feel like that time of period was and they like were nuts. all like
1: <laughs> eating like bread and like i don't know it was just like not you turned good. on bread so fast yeah i don't know just like <laughs> i love bread but when i see a meal from then like when we were in scotland yes. and we went in the castle and they showed like the meal it was like <laughs> Actually, it kind of looked like just what I eat, like porridge. Now that I'm thinking (laughs) about it, it, I was like... You're realizing it was your diet. That was my actual (laughs) culture. It's just that I'm Scottish. Gruel. Totally (laughs) turning my back on everything I just said. I love olden days food. Okay, another thing that I learned, another study I found was really cool. This one was like from last week, but they were talking about material. I didn't realize that there's like antimicrobial coating that they'll put on... like. For the most part, they were talking about, like, plastics and metals yeah, okay. and, like...
2: The, isn't... Um, I mean, like, is it like, uh, copper that's antimicrobial?
1: Well, this was a silver. Naturally? Okay. This was, a, like, a silver ion in this okay. example. Yeah, but, but
2: I know that there's, like, certain um, tubing and stuff or pipes that get made out of certain...
1: Yeah, of okay. I didn't the, know that. I thought, like, that was rare. They said... While you're talking about They like said that. it was, like, very common in rigid materials. And it works really well on plastics and metals and things like that. But what they did recently was not using... Did you figure it out? Yeah, it says it is. Yeah. So I think the reason this one was about silver is because what they figured out is they're like, it's really hard to create antimicrobial coating on fabric. Mm. And so what they used were plant polyphenols and antimicrobial silver ions. And they created this like thin sort of like colorless that's like easily created like Thin, thin, thin. You can't. You can't even really notice it. Fabric that would go on top of fabric, Hmm. and it would essentially inhibit lipid and enveloped viruses and bacteria and fungi from developing on it. And so they were just saying like you could technically put this on clothes, Hmm. and the clothes wouldn't necessarily pick up the bacteria that are eating the sweat Hmm. to make the smell. They're just like that.
2: Kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier. Like where it's like it's actually a. It's only one microbe in particular hmm. and b how we were like do you really know what you're wanting to get rid of yeah here, right like, it was
1: weird because they were kind of talking about why it would be important to have a fabric that was anti-viral microbial. like and okay. i was like yeah why I, th- I feel like that? i've seen that even like um
2: sometimes socks are advertised and i don't know if it's wait, bamboo wait. but sometimes it'll be like antimicrobial it'll be like oh. bamboo naturally anti- i don't know if it actually is bamboo but i feel like i've seen like clothing and maybe that's because if you're like hiking and your feet are gonna be gross for like a long period of time and yeah. sweaty maybe people think it's like like more hygienic if i don't know also I don't know like i guess like
1: maybe this is great for like gloves in a hospital or like oh totally like, yeah i'm just trying to be like what is the What's purpose the of this functional purpose because they yeah. started to talk about armpits and like smells and clothing and to me i was like whoa that's like some pretty intense like literal physics they were doing to make mm, like, like for what pur- for what when? purpose but yeah. then i was like oh okay i guess if they realize it's so important for plastics and metals the there must be some fabrics i don't oh understand. that totally
2: makes sense like plastics yeah. too in a hospital to
1: know that they're potentially like not cross-contaminated yeah nice. but i think that's that's what they said that is common and really easy to do that's cool yeah because the like there's something about fabric for whatever mm. reason the, like durability of the material is really hard to make it antimicrobial. Yeah. so it's oh that's cool so it's like silver ions, silver ions and like polyphenols from plants and they were able to do it
3: nice
1: it was cool it was like actually really cool study and the way that they showed the bacteria like sloughing off from the ions it was like you man, could see it Well, no, the diagram, (laughs) like like the diagram. I'm just like nature. They're just like, ah, no, no. It's like everything is just a gorgeously depicted 3D diagram. (laughs) And I'm like, I assume you're explaining it to me well, but it's like, yeah, there's not a photo of it happening, (laughs) but it was just like nature is so cool. And actually these people are so smart. So many people are like publishing papers about the randomest insane lasers and stuff that aren't actually applicable to anything yet. But, but they're they're just, like they're at just the forefront, of yeah. And I'm just like, what an incredible motivation <laughs> you have to do something that is like not tangible things, right yeah. now, mm-hmm. but is so complicated. You can see, like where it's gonna bring future science. To yeah, or something.
2: yeah. That's always unbelievable to me. Is like the people who are in those fields who. It's, like, they're fields that help other fields get the glory. Yeah. Like, designing lenses for microscopes or telescopes. Like, that's kind of a hidden... Like, it's the person who uses the telescope to discover this thing that seems... And maybe that's not true, but in my perspective of, like, who I hear gets celebrated as scientists, it's, like, not the technical side of it. But that's why scientists are
1: such amazing people. Because they're not... That
2: there are people out there... Many of them aren't in it for the glory. Yeah, they're just... So interesting. In fact, in when the
1: they, you know a scientist's name, it's like, okay, red flag. Like, like, It's like, we love the ones that aren't in it for the glory. True. No, I'm kidding. That's not But true. like some of them, it can be red flags, <laughs> but whenever we also, like. Also, it's like,
2: na- who knows a scientist's name? Like, honestly, like. <laughs> well, who it's am only I red flag because there's like, yeah, most of the scientists we all can probably name are like historical. Like, or
1: like Dr. Phil. Actually, no, he's just a doctor. Never mind. that's not a scientist. That doesn't even count. <laughs> no, we Sorry. could
2: find scientists of like famous old scientists who did stuff. But nowadays. Yeah. We would, you know, when we go to those breakthrough events, those would be, like, the scientists that I would, like, learn their names. Obviously, forgetting a lot of them now. But it was so cool to know that these people, A, were being rewarded with, like, a lot of money for their discoveries. But
1: were people who were just so smart and fascinated in their field. I don't know. And they had breakthroughs that were, like, changed the world. mm -hmm. But that's literally my point. Like, those are the most famous living scientists. Mm -hmm. Essentially, this was, like, a breakthrough prize, which was America and Silicon Valley trying to create their own Nobel Prize. Mm -hmm. No, we're not going to drag it. But like, I'm just like, I'm like, okay, good luck. But, um. It's just a little bit like Facebook. Yeah. But it like, was like the, Zuck Zuck was seeing the scientists there. were like really Amazing. Awesome. And they yeah. got a lot of money and it was like Silicon Valley, like doing quote unquote charity, I guess. But like the Nobel Prize of America is what it was. And these people were so smart and we had to study their names to know who they were. Like it's yeah. like culture is so weird about science. Like mm-hmm. for some reason. I know, like, everyone in Euphoria's name. Like, I just, like, and I, like, it's just, it's about entertainment and the way you consume. But I've always found it a little disheartening, the way that we all care so much about acting, which is, like, an absurd
2: It's just so much more in your face as as a thing. But it, so on the one hand, it makes sense to me because, yeah, scientists are behind the scenes in labs. Like, you don't ever really interact with a scientist. You interact with the thing that they potentially make or create. Or discover whereas like the whole point of entertainment is to be interacting with you constantly yeah so obviously it affects you so much more emotionally
1: yeah it's true but, but it's I, unfortunate but, but i think about like, that, the like, like the books i read like i spend a lot of time with scientists and it's just they they're mm-hmm. not like but if you read the book of someone who wasn't a scientist you'd probably be equally as attached to
2: them yeah, that's as you true. Would to a assign- like I, you know, if I huh. read like George R. R. Martin, like obviously that's not a great example because he became so famous and the series. That
1: but still, it's not him. like you cared that much about him. Yeah, yeah,
2: I'm not like obsessed with him, and I'm only hmm. interested in him because he kind of chose to become a bit of a public figure. Yeah, but so many authors I read, like I'm equally as connected to the science ones as the fantasy ones. But I will say sometimes the fantasy ones can really connect to your heart. Well, not no, fantasy, what but um, it, just, not, uh, just fiction.
1: Yeah. What I'm thinking now is it has more to do with science is innately really complicated. Like the stuff that a scientist is doing is usually so specific. And tunnel vision to some really complicated. Like specialized. Specialized thing. That In order to be let into that world, you do have to spend almost time with like the written word which is never going to be as interesting as what we now consume, which are quick and fast. Yeah. It's like euphoria is like uh, the longest thing I watch. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like it's all becoming, you just can't essentially be a scientist and be entertaining in a short period of time. Yeah. Is that valid? Like there's something there though. It's like, why are we so fascinated with these people who don't do things that interesting? It's because we're consuming their visual mediums often. It's just, but,
2: entertainment is the thing you could find yeah. lots of other fields where people don't appreciate it as much as entertainment. like yeah. anything like yeah.
1: teachers even like firefighters like yeah, yeah. they people appreciate these different things <laughs> people like, appreciate a firefighter on tv being played by an actor who's never <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah. it's not like we walk around society like being like we love firefighters yeah. even though it's
2: like we should more than like leonardo dicaprio
1: <laughs> i honestly i'm just like it is a flaw in our humanity it's like Acting is so weird. I'm like, it is so funny that we're like, we love Leonardo DiCaprio because he like, they press play and he like, pretends to be like a, like a banker. Like but he's like, know, I'm a banker, and it's, it's like, oh my god, he was a banker. Wow, such a part of the human
2: condition. It's so yeah, interesting it to has think. to be because even um, you know, sports stars are also people fall in love with and yeah. are obsessed with and follow their. Yeah, rides. if you're using Axe Kilo, you love sports <laughs> stars. But I'm just thinking like. There's something about human nature that yeah. is such a part of our DNA to like be socially bound to, to each other and be obsessed with like these people yeah, and who they are and what they do and like everything. I don't know. I'm just like, obviously we talk about all these evolutionary things where it's like, of course we are designed in certain ways that it makes sense functionally that we eat and breathe air and all these things yeah. are to do, but it's like. It kind of reminds me of dancing where it's like, we don't exactly know why like dancing so embedded, but obviously dancing and music are so embedded in human
1: yeah. beings. But then it's like, it's so, Interesting because it's like we need to get scientists or these armpit study scientists to do some controversial like human nature yeah. things like how do we get them to be a part of that narrative because yeah. like we could that's true like what yeah they just aren- <laughs> we need more scientists to like cheat on each other publicly like or have something. a little like drama yeah <laughs> I don't do know more. like TMZ or just needs to be more <laughs> entertainment about scientists. scientists yeah that's fair that's like something that we try and do that's true yeah I like um, music and dancing like. The book that I'm reading about consciousness, it's like people are famous scientists who we should get on a debate on NBC, (laughs) really argue a lot about music and whether it's like something that has been evolved or is purely just like a made up, like just no one random chance. There's not an overall. um, Yeah consensus consensus which i kind of just assumed it was like
2: ha, like has to come from some evolutionary yeah advantage same or... with
1: dancing because like we've made videos about it and like yeah. how it does show off your agility and like mm-hmm. but it, it's not a consensus in any way right and there's like really interesting ways that evolutionary biologists have proven like it's no so... it's fully cultural and random and weird it's so cool and sad and awesome
2: and everything that we like can't know that we just like yeah. live in this bubble of like understanding of like 100 to 200 years maybe like and then it's a gradient where like and I mean like in the future we have no idea what's going to happen in the past we have no idea what's going to happen and we just like it gets less and less clear and we kind of have this idea that we can figure out everything but sometimes I wonder if people in 7,000 years if humans are still here will ever really be able to understand us because they're so far away.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like when we're like, oh, those olden day people ate bread and smelt like shit. And they'd probably be like, um, that is so minimal to my
2: human life. And would they be able to figure out the, like how evolution led us to do certain things? Yeah. Or is it just too vague? I mean, now it's we're recording information, but I just am like, future humans species <laughs> oh my God, might not and, use anything we use to communicate. If
1: more. you're in 2070 right now, randomly listening to this podcast. 2070? I said
2: 7,000. Oh, sorry, so. sorry, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, if you're
1: in 7,020 right now, <laughs> randomly listening to this podcast, you found on this 9, random plane. Oh, 9,0 yeah, add ours. Oh my god. And you heard that little gutha in what we like to call math. Imagine they were like, <laughs> no, remember I mean. that pitiful math they made up? <laughs> I always think what aliens coming and being like, wow, you went down a weird rabbit hole with that math. That
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Language of the universe in my ass. That's
2: so funny.
1: But um, yeah. I just want to say that birds actually do dance for evolutionary reasons. Exactly. Um, <laughs> humans, we're not so we're not so sure. Um, okay, like I feel like the only last thing I wanted to say,
2: deodorants, because I was I've oh, always been spooked true. by aluminum in deodorants. I just want to say, so studies have shown that deodorants do impact your microbiome population in your armpits. Yeah. But okay it is still a heavy debate with what is said to be not enough evidence Mm -hmm. that aluminum like regular not regular but you know what i mean like regular versus natural deodorant has any significant effect on your body and that as i did the research on this like yes it's still debated yes there are some studies that show aluminum um, exposure can lead to alzheimer's and cancers and things like that Mm -hmm. that's true but then people don't like, there's no real hard evidence that from deodorant it's causing an accumulation of aluminum. Anyway, all that to just say that's interesting. The consensus seems to be right now it's safe and it's really about like something that because de- a lot of different kinds of deodorants can irritate people or have too much scent and bother your nose and those sort of things. So, as long as you like your deodorant, and it doesn't bother you, makes you smell the way you like, then. And I'm sure there's ethical reasons too. Oh, sure. That's a totally yeah. different conversation. Yeah. This is about whether it's unhealthy for you. That's interesting. Deodorant. And so I thought. It was interesting that it objectively does change your microbiome population. So, so it's the
1: aluminum that. The, the aluminum was the fear so we're talking. When about. you see
2: antiperspirant, like I stopped buying. Deodorant that says antiperspirant because Mm -hmm. I was was afraid of that. I was like, I don't want to be like,
1: but because of the aluminum, because the aluminum because it block, yeah, because it blocks your um, glands allegedly, and that makes you sweat less. I always was just like, "Eh, I don't really get it, and just used antiperspirant. (laughs) Like I just never cared. Oh, I wore
2: that for so long, but now I buy deodorant. But I did try. Yeah, I choose like most big brands too will have a deodorant and an antiperspirant. But but you're saying
1: there's not an obvious.
2: Yes. So like, like most major organizations in terms of like consumer protections in both Europe and North America deem it safe. Mm, okay. That doesn't mean it will be forever con- like considered yeah. that, but there's not enough hard evidence to show that that like small amounts of exposure on your armpits are causing cancer, for example. Yeah.
1: It's like, no, it does smoking. <laughs> like, yeah, it's exactly. Like, yeah. It's like we sometimes <laughs> smoke a joint and that is way worse probably than putting <laughs> on put deodorant is, for like yeah. a year. <laughs> yeah. That's all I want to say. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I'm not. I love armpits.
2: Yeah, I'm mean, like, I'm so, so on armpits. Like, so I, I think they're attractive and nice, but I don't
1: want to, like, lick an armpit that much. No, but, like, I do, though, like, if it's, like, so hot, if the situation's yeah, I guess, so hot. Yeah. It's like what we talked about with the fetish episode, where, like, it's a sign of, like, how I- into something you are. True. When you push boundaries and, like, lick someone everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but, yeah, you're right. Like, it's, like, if I'm, it's, like, a good sign that if I'm not into a situation, if I'm not wanting to lick the armpit. <laughs> And I bet that's maybe part of the reason why it's in any way considered, like, attractive. It's Mm -hmm. also so weird that, like, the patriarchy is like, women have to shave them. Oh, that's so weird. I was thinking about that watching
2: Survivor the other day. Because I think they sometimes give the women razors. Like,
1: razors? That's so weird. Because they're like, people don't want to see a woman with armbar hair on the show. But also, the women have the autonomy. They also probably don't feel comfortable because it's like you know what yeah I mean? it's a bit of both like you can't just say it's just it's like women also probably like can i have razors because oh, maybe yeah i, I don't me. know for sure like <laughs> this situation on survivor anymore but i feel like they definitely have razors because I've never noticed like their hair would grow. Yeah. Also, it's so hot when a though. girl has armpit hair. Like, Yeah. To me, I always it's just so clock it and I'm like confident ass girl. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's hot.
2: And it's just like that's so natural and nice. Like boys do. It's just so weird that it would be so different.
1: Men are so weird. I feel like they're scared of confidence. <laughs> but
2: why are they scared of hair if it's like natural? It's just I get that it's like, you know social constructs change. Oh god. I'm sure at some point it was like considered very attractive and hopefully again in the future it will be considered very attractive. I
1: think men's brains are truly broken. You're listening to the side note, you've gotten this far. (laughs) Love all the straight men who've listened, there's just a lot we've realized through the years. The brains are broken. Like the whole concept is like the like infanticide of a woman like the like shave the like goddamn like all of it. It's it's just really weird. It's in the gay Mm -hmm. community too. I think that's why I can like relate to it more. It's like that's I literally have full Fulbush Fulbush McGee because I'm like, it's so weird if you want this thing shaved What you want. Like, like that is so weird. Like, man. clock that. You're weird for wanting to shave your woman or wanting your woman shaved. Like, it is, yeah, it is you, weird.
2: To, like, kind of to requ- I don't know yeah. what it is.
1: Imagine yeah. I had any but then stake I'm trying to think in your of body like hair.
2: In, in the fetish space and being, like, sex positive. Obviously, like, if it's consensual and both people do it. It's just, like, trying to understand also, like is that a construct that is put on women? Obviously it is in so many ways, but how can you still leave space for people who want to have their, I don't don't know.
1: You literally just have to have women in control of telling stories and culture. (laughs) Like it's like men have like. Deciding what's attractive. Yeah. And if you actually think about like Hollywood or ads and like think about our lifetime, like we're old. Like if you go back to like what people were watching, even like listening to like in the 90s, it's like, Truly, like rock music. About like it's mm-hmm. like it. Things were so different then, mm-hmm. and I really do think that like it is just like now women actually are like in charge of media more. And the more that that happens, I think we'll just because I do think women are definitely allowed to freaking shave their pits. Mm-hmm. It's just the weird like male power over it that's ominous. Yeah, yeah. And when you hear men being like,
2: "Oh, like a girl with arm," in it's her, so like,
1: that's- gay to me. Like I'm just like, why are you so picky? Like. You know what I mean? I'm like, if you're unattracted to a girl with armpit hair, that's gay. I don't know if it's gay. <laughs> well, because I'm just okay. Like, I can't. It's I, definitely not gay. No, it's not gay. But it's like you're like, it's like, why aren't you attracted to that? Girl? I think it's just like reminds me of when
2: people are like, like make comments <laughs> about like circumcised versus uncircumcised, and it's like some people will be like, oh, it's gross to be uncircumcised, but it's like that's natural. That's so weird that you could think it's gross
1: yeah the, sorry to go like the, the, the other the way, way that i'm like body. to a gay guy i'd be like oh you're not that gay you can't like there's just like <laughs> there's something there no the reason i'm saying gay is because i i have had these situations with men where I, it's like a way of me disarming them by by being like you sound kind of gay because like i'm attracted to a, like i'm attracted to girls no like i would never put that attract that spe- specific of a thing onto my attraction to a like gender like it's so it's like you're becoming so picky about a way someone has to look in order to turn you on it makes me question Mm. your sexuality kind of okay does that make sense i
2: feel like this is a bit of a thing you do
1: yeah i am like like i'm really no (laughs) no no, i just it's fine no because i think in some ways it's powerful
2: when you can disarm a straight man like you you have that power but I think you might have built up a construct that you are actually using to disarm someone but it's actually like an exaggerated thing like obviously it's not gay
1: to like (laughs) want to have sex with a woman (laughs) (laughs) but like it's like farting like sometimes it'll be like it's so nasty like if a girl like I've heard a straight guy say that I'm like that's so weird that your sexual attraction to someone is so fragile that a fart will like render you now not attracted yeah that's that's a more interesting
2: thing to say yeah okay Okay. To be like, I didn't realize you are so fragile. That afar is what would make you attractive. Okay. Better way. Of Versus being that. like, you seem gay. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I think because yeah. then you're right. It, it makes a straight yeah. guy listen to you if you kind of are like, well, that seems gay. Because then they're like, oh shit
1: it yeah. is maybe i should be okay with my yeah. girlfriend farting and you're like yeah oh, that's okay yeah you yeah. should be <laughs> yeah like you totally should be like if a really hot girl farted it'd be like that's hot like it's not <laughs> you know what i mean i'm like it's
2: like that's you really don't have crazy. to think it's hot but you have to think it's equally the same as a man farting
1: yeah which if a really hot man farts like it's, you think that's hot like i'm i would never be like oh fuck, man. it's <laughs> over i can't even look at you i'd be like oh my god smelly fart you're so hot do you want to make it out Okay, we need to end this. (laughs) That was a side note and a half.
2: Thanks for listening, and we'll uh, chat to y'all
0: next week. Bye. Bye.